Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Happy New Year's! Happy New Year's! <laughs> Let's talk about resolutions for our couples. Boo. Boo. I don't know. Resolution seems like work to me, but I, yay, resolutions. <laughs> See, I changed it around. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com and use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. So, Lori, New Year's resolutions, you're excited. What, what are you thinking? I'm excited. I'm excited about helping couples. I uh, got some of my own resolutions. I want to remind everybody that if one of your resolutions is better connection, emotionally and sexually, please check out our class. We have a discount for people who want to do the Great Love, Great Sex course that we're doing on February 5th. And until January 8th, you still have time to get the discount. It's $4.50 for the full price and $3.99 before January 8th. And our patrons you have an extra bonus of it's only three fifty for you. So please sign up and we will see you on February 5th. Good that is going to be a great day. I'm excited about just having fun and getting like-minded people together that just want to make their relationship better. I mean, how cool is that? It will be fun. I'm but back to the resolutions, Lori. I want to know okay. about yours. Okay. Ah, oh, gee, my resolutions. My resolution probably for the last five years is to increase strength. So I do weight training and that kind of thing because I want each year to be stronger than I was the year before. And so mm -hmm. far that's been a consistent resolution and pretty much consistently met as a goal. So that's always one of them. Just I think about resolutions in categories. I'm not surprised you meet your goals. Really? Yes. That's a very <laughs> cool part of who you are. You, your mind locks and you, you accomplish. So it's nice to say. In, in some ways, yeah. Sometimes I do. There, there are some things that I struggle with, for sure. My goals in my relationship, um, you know, my husband took George's externship. He's 
one of the things he does is he's in a ministry and he does, he leads these groups. So he's been very interested in EFT as I've been learning it. We've talked about attachment theory for years and he's kind of putting it into practice. So I think one of my goals with him and I is just to do some of the more attachment questions and things that we've learned and hold me tight to go through that and I don't know, just have a structured time together. We, we usually hang out on Sundays a lot, and so that's a good day to do that. So we'll probably try to deepen a little bit there. Nice. What about your goals? I like to shift. My resolutions used to be about giving things up, and maybe that's why it feels like a, a chore. But a couple of years ago, I, I shifted towards what do I want it add to my life instead of just take away from my life. So mm-hmm. since I've done that, it's been a little bit more fun. My wife got me the the mirror workout thing. So that's I'm looking forward to that. What's the mirror workout? You look at a mirror and you kind of, there's a, it's a computer where somebody's leading a class and you get to interact with people kind of all over the world on all different types of workouts. So, you know, I'm a little locked up in my basement with weights, it gets a little boring. Now I could do boxing, I could do yoga, I could do Pilates class. I mean, whatever you want to do, you really, it's endless. Do some Tai Chi. So like, I'm just excited about mixing it up and, and, and doing different things and being able to interact with other people as you're doing it. Oh, that sounds, that sounds really fun. Yeah. I, I used a to mirror. do a lot of boxing and I haven't done that in, in, in at least a decade. So just being able to do that again and so did you box with people like with real combat yeah mm-hmm. i used to do the golden gloves and different it's a great way of getting a workout and letting out some frustrations in life i guess mm-hmm. nice i did taekwondo so, yeah i'm looking to get a little bit more consistent with meditation and finding that that center and zone where the world you can let yourself go and not take yourself so seriously and just come part of something bigger. So I think that's, I'm really looking forward to that. So meditation. I think, I think sexually to be more direct and asking what you want and owning what you need and, you know, being a better communicator, hmm. which is the theme of what we're talking about. It's so easy to sit back and want your partner to be a mind reader, and it's risky to talk about it because you run the risk of rejection. Mm-hmm. But then you're leaving so much out there unsaid, and I just think, you know, this podcast has helped me be just become a little bit more direct. It's okay I want something, and it's okay if my wife doesn't want that. But, we, you know, you got to have a conversation around it if you're going to She's never going to know unless you talk about it, right? And, and vice versa. And conversations, you don't want to be critical, and you don't want to see so you wind up just hiding parts of who you are or what you want. So, again, mm-hmm. the only thing you could, I could own is is my own sexual being. Take responsibility for that and just try to communicate more directly. Oh, I, I like that. That's that's powerful. That's talking. It's vulnerable too, sharing what you feel and think and want. Lovely. Glad the podcast is helping. You gotta ask my wife if it's helping on her end, but <laughs> we'll check in with her someday. I'm sure it's difficult being married to a therapist or a podcast sex 
host or you know, so <laughs> I'm sure, sure. Can, yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sure there's some difficulty in that so what could we encourage our couples to focus on in their emotional relationship and in their sexual relationship what are some hints and pushes yeah. toward resolution I think attachment rituals which are building in behaviors in everyday life are really helpful in strengthening that emotional bond. So it might be taking a walk once a day or once a week or coffee in the morning or the synagogue or church, uh, it, letter writing, hellos, goodbyes, you know, 15 minutes before you go to bed. It, it's, it's just about being intentional and saying, how do we check in and give our, our bond some attention and just recognize how important this is? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't give attention to the bond, we know what happens to it, right? It starts to grow apart and the mistrust and we fall into these negative patterns. So couples, this is muscle memory. This is about getting reps. Couples that, that do this on a daily and weekly basis really do so much better. So how do we become more, make that a resolution? Like, hey, we need to have coffee Saturday mornings together before the electronics, before anything else. So just kind of sit back and enjoy each other. And maybe we do those roses, buds, and thorns conversation. That conversation. Right. Or just, I, I love that you brought up have the conversation before the electronics. I mean, so many people look at their phone first thing of the day, look at their computer, check their email, check social media. I find for me, it, then that can set the whole tone of my day versus necessarily me setting the tone for my day. I, I would say as a resolution, just to help your coupleship, don't reach for your phone first. Go have that cup of coffee and talk with your partner we, we do that in the morning. Um, I have coffee. My husband doesn't drink coffee. And then he takes his vitamins. <laughs> but we just have this, you know, little Ritual. time to connect. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Why are we turning towards our phones? Because we have a relationship with our phones mm -hmm. and electronics. Right? We get something in return. We get some a dopamine hit when we check the email or whatever we're doing. We're turning towards an object to meet the connection needs that are designed to turn towards another human being. Mm -hmm. So Even, yeah, I think it's really important that we, we find ways of, of, of turning that off and, and getting the real thing. Otherwise we're, we're settling for less than what, what we could have. I think a good resolution is like electronic free time. I think you've talked about that before, but I see couples going into a restaurant and they are both looking at their phone. You know, they're sitting waiting for their meal or whatever, and they're both on their phones. I, and just, you know, certainly when I got married, we didn't have phones. And it was just we would sit and talk to each other. And I, I think leave the phones in your car. You know, don't don't bring them into the restaurant at some point. Don't. Look at it first thing in the morning. Have some little bit of time that is not influenced by the rest of the world. It's just for each other. I think everybody agrees to that. And yet we're becoming more and more. I mean, I spend all day on Zoom, all day on this computer. My brain is becoming so used to it that 
it just goes to it all the time. And unless we are really intentional of, of, of turning it off and mm -hmm. dealing with the discomfort of that, mm -hmm. because there's something about feeling connected that makes us feel safer. I'm not really sure what it is, but there's a reason why you go to dinner, everyone's on their phone. Yep, there is. And maybe that's what they need to examine. Okay, let's come back after the break, talk about more suggestions for resolutions. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay is how you get 10% off Uberlube. And why I love it is it is long lasting. I was just talking to a patient this week about the way that they need to use this because, you know, they're struggling with dryness and it's just such a safe way to make sure that no matter what happens, if you feel anxious or whatever, you know, the lubrication is there, it's ready, it makes sex comfortable and more pleasurable. I, I just think people need to use it no matter what. I mean, it's fun. Right. And we win on all fronts. So when both people become more comfortable using it, we have more to work with and play with. It's silicone, so it is non-allergic. It is a great product, beautiful packaging. We encourage you to buy it, and it is uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. And when you do this, you help support us on the podcast as well, so we are grateful. Thanks. Hey, join us on Instagram. We're running a contest. If you tag five of your friends, we are going to send you the Manscaped lawnmower. Thank you, Manscaped. Woo! Very excited, Lori. Uh, upcoming couples retreat weekend. Great love, great sex. What an opportunity for couples to work on that sexual and emotional cycle. I know. I'm so excited we get to partner together to actually teach and share with couples. It's going to be on Friday, February 5th, and we're really encouraging you to take the weekend away together to do this material with us. We're going to have interactive parts, talking about the emotional connection, the cycle, asking your partner questions. We'll have little breakouts. We're going to keep it fun, keep it hot. It's going to be a fast day. We'll start at 10 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time, February 5th. Great love, great sex. Find us on the website, foreplayradiosextherapy.com, and sign up. We don't give many guarantees. But if you show up for this retreat, you will have conversations you've never had with your partner before. Got a G-spot for us? Here we go. When we don't challenge our beliefs with critical thinking, then polarization becomes inevitable. We're talking about resolutions, New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. One of my own personal sexual resolutions as a sex therapist has been that I purposed to be less inhibited than any of my patients within my own moral frame. And, you know, I have my own inhibitions and stuff. So I've, I've always seen my work as a personal challenge to grow, to think about it. Like sometimes somebody will come in and maybe the way they are in their body, you know, they just... They celebrate it. They they accept it or something. And I'm like, ooh, you know, I could I could go further there. Or maybe somebody's more experimental. And I think, you know, I I could push further for myself here. I could I could do this. Or maybe it's I mean, a lot of people have strengths in their sexual life that 
I find, you know, maybe they're in conflict with each other, but there's something to be admired about it. And it's yeah. been an exciting journey for me just as a person. I, I would say the reason I became a sex therapist was not because I was wild, but because I was inhibited, because I thought it was so important. It was an area that I wanted to grow and develop in. It was, you know, my primary love language, but I thought, you know, it'd be it'd be good if you were good at this too you know so <laughs> maybe maybe stretching and growing and so that has been my own personal resolution yeah i'd encourage our listeners to do that thorough sexual assessment to say you know what are areas that i can improve upon or we can improve upon and how do we learn to talk about it if we think about the best sex you know thinking about our bodies, our emotions, our spirit, thinking. Mm -hmm. So often our theme, heart, mind, body. Like, where are you at? You know, I know I, I always like to be more in my body because it's something that I could lose track of. Mm. Right? And mm -hmm. how do I even think more about my spiritual being when I'm intimate? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's another area that this year... And there was also part of me saying, good riddance to 2020. Oh, <laughs> you know, this yes. has been a hard year. Let's I don't think I've been so excited about, normally I'm getting old, I'm like, oh, another year. But this is like, you know what, let's put that year behind us. And, and hopefully 2021 is going to be a year of growth and kind of some return to normalcy. But in a normalcy that is different, because I also don't want to just go back to the way life was. I really am hoping that this experience has changed us as a, as a planet, right. as a society. Right. I think that's one of the things that is so exciting about New Year's Day and making resolutions is it's forward-looking. We have hope. We can change. We can be different. And I think that I have a great deal of hope for couples in terms of changing their emotional attachment cycle and their sexual attachment cycle. I mean, I think that's been my whole career and my whole personal experience is trying to change that and make that more secure. And we know that with security in the sexual life comes flexibility, it becomes vulnerability. You know, people who are secure, securely attached sexually have, you know, what we consider optimal sex. They have more freedom to be more erotic, to be more playful and uh, to have more variety within that safety. So, I mean, I think as a sexual pursuer, one of the things that I think is important is maybe a resolution like, you know, every time you get out of bed, you say something lovely and complimentary to your partner about the experience and just hold on to your thoughts and wishes for how it could have been better. You know, feed them with appreciation for being with you for their body. I mean, find as many things as you can do to feed your partner after the experience for how great it was that they jumped into bed with you, you know, took that risk with you. That's great. And for the sexual withdrawers, that same looking forward, that appreciation of not needing to critique, like, look at what you did. You kind of opened yourself up. You did the most loving thing you can do, which is you made yourself available, even if you weren't so turned on. Like, that's something to celebrate. That's something to feel really great about. 
you know, it's so easy for us to slip into, you know, the pressure and the negativity and what didn't work about something. I love that idea of let, let's celebrate a victory. And even if it didn't work out so well, let's celebrate the attempt. Like there's something redeemable about, you know, just trying to show up and to love well. Absolutely. And okay, this is my sexual pursuer part. I got some pushing energy here for the sexual withdrawers, you know, but I would say developing an eroticism that is internal, like trying to explore your own ideas. I mean, so many sexual withdrawers tell me when I ask them, you know, what's your turn ons? What, what do you like? I don't know. And we've got to be really patient with that answer. I don't know, but I would say internally, can you creep a little bit closer to what you might know <laughs> about Just this? Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit closer to, you know, maybe noticing when you see one of these holiday movies. Does it, it maybe it doesn't turn your body on, right? You don't, you don't feel turned on, but your mind says, oh, that's, that's nice. That's romantic. I like that. Or maybe there's a touch that you see or a song or something that you become aware of that this is something that sparks that erotic feeling in me. It, it makes me feel something and just, or, or maybe it's directly during a sexual encounter when you're like, you know, that one was good. That was good. And so hard to talk about what was good about it, but maybe you can have the conversation first inside, like try it out. You know, I, I really like this. I liked it when they touched me in this way, or I like that we went into it and we were calm. You know, we, we had, had a great week and it just flowed. And maybe I could just try to communicate that to my partner. I love the idea of a turn on and turn off list. You know, what are the things that put the brakes on your sexual being? Can you just identify that and then come up with this resolution on how, how can I eliminate some of those breaks? Mm -hmm. Even more importantly, what are my turn-ons? What are things that just really kind of hit that gas pedal and, and move me towards my desires and expressing, right? That, that's a simple thing that all of us can do. Absolutely. That's, that's, and that's a great list for a sexual pursuer to turn on and turn off. Of course, Sexual pursuer is usually a very long list on on the turn-ons, but but maybe and they've never communicated. I, I talk to a lot of sexual pursuers who I say, they say, you know, sex is just boring. And I'm like, well, have you told your partner about your fantasies? No. I mean, so one of the things that creates boring is, or creates boredom is the lack of vulnerability. Even the sexual mm. pursuer hasn't shared their mind hasn't shared what, what they like, what they think about, you know, how they experience it, what they feel, you know, what's in their heart, right? What their spirit is saying in it, all of that. Well, what's blocking them is the fear that they're going to get rejected or the fear that they're going to hurt their partner. And yet that fear stops the engagement. It crushes it. And then you wonder why it's boring because you're, you know, you're leaving most of you out. Mm-hmm. That's right. So... I love the idea of showing up and being okay if the conversation's not going to work so well, but there's something about owning your truth and communicating that. I said this last week, but Christmas gifts, you know, my girlfriend has this rule about the gift is supposed to be part of you and part of me. And I think that that's what the sexual experience is supposed to be. It's part of you, part of me. It's part of 
both partners coming together. And it, it never is exactly the way you think it's going to be, right? Because your partner has different responses and kind of learning to flow with that, learning to be in flow so that your expectations and your hopes are malleable. You know, they can change in the moment. That to me, that attunement is what makes for great sex. Exactly. And identifying what gets in a way. So if your New Year's resolution is, I just want to get clear on not knowing. Like, I don't know what turns me on or what turns me off. And if you could just listen to your that not knowing, you're right where you're supposed to be. Your body's trying to figure it out. How about we celebrate that, that you're willing to face the not knowing. And instead of feeling bad about it, get happy and say, yeah, here I am. I've never really put words to this thing. This is really my New Year's resolution. They become clear on not knowing. You are the master at helping with drawers, George. Well, I don't know about that, but having been a recovering withdrawer myself, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm on target when I don't really know something myself. And in the past, that would really frustrate me, and I'd feel like, ah, if I don't know, I'm going to get it wrong, so just let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've retrained my mind to see the opportunity. Wait a second, I don't know. This is, this is cool. Something's emerging here. There's a possibility that wasn't here, and now I got my finger on something. Mm-hmm. So we can change how our brain responds to an event. And you especially have taught me a lot about helping the emotional withdrawal with the I don't know question. And But I feel like I have a lot of patience with the sexual withdrawal who says, I don't know. Like, first of all, I, I just have a belief that in everybody there is eroticism. So it's okay. That's where we're at. That's okay. You know, I just have this hope that that's the the keyhole into a world that they haven't opened that door to yet. They haven't explored it. And there are many, many reasons they're blocked, right? Maybe there's fear. Maybe there's childhood messages. Maybe there's anxiety. There can be a lot of reasons. And I think that patience of staying with them in the moment of, I don't know, is what allows them to you know, put the key in the door and unlock it. Right. We both are starting from that assumption that we all want to love well. We all want to connect. That is our nature. So if we're blocked from doing that, there's really good reasons. We just don't know what those are. And if we can unlock that door, we're going to head people towards that pathway of safety and security, which is our natural design. And maybe a resolution for a sexual pursuer who is married to somebody who says, I don't know, when asked about their sexual desires and sexual fantasies, um, maybe a resolution is, you know, have faith, have faith that that exists in them and that your patience will increase their courage to explore that. And I'd add to that, own your own sexuality, be able to not put it out there in a critical way, but to say, hey, listen, this is kind of what's going on for me. This is what I'd like to do. These are the conversations I'd want to have. It's okay, you're not there, but I just want to show me because the alternative is I'm going to put it underground and get resentful. And you know, you're not going to know what you're doing wrong and we're in trouble. So I think both people have to own what they're bringing into that bed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that New Year's resolution for the withdrawer is saying, how do I get more comfortable with the uncomfortableness around this topic? 
and to just stretch the, myself. Go ahead. Well, just to stretch myself to, to say that what I'm doing is brave to face this instead of, you know, doing whatever I can to get out of this conversation and get to a safer place to say there's a lot of value for me staying here and trying to find my words. And it's okay that I don't. And for the sexual pursuer, it's okay that I want a lot of things, that, that my mind is very geared toward sexuality, and this is my love language, this is my world, and, and you know, I'm okay for wanting the breadth that I want, and it's good to tell my partner. Absolutely. And we're going to help couples have more conversations on February 5th, so join us again on our Couples Day for Great Love, Great Sex, talking about eroticism, emotional connection. I have, I have this thing I want to talk about, the pirate and the goddess. We've got to explore that a little bit and form that. So we can help that might on be that. A, a whole new podcast. Yeah, the pirate and the goddess. Okay, right. <laughs> coming soon. Well, we know most people don't follow through on their resolutions, and that's okay to miss the target. But we think it's really healthy to even put something down on paper to say there's something about my relationship that I want to get better at. There's something about my sex life that I want to have more conversations about. And if you are intentional, you're taking a step towards growth and health. So please, have some New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to us. Keep it hot in 2021. Hey, don't forget, we are doing our couples retreat, and that is Great Sex, Great Love on February 5th. You can sign up right now. We've got a discount going until January 8th. We'd love to have you join us for a whole day. George and I are inviting you. Come join us and have fun. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-THE NUMBER 4-PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.